Hi, my name is Kelly Cantwell. I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams Classic Properties and uh, through the years have made some tremendous connections within our community as well as through nonprofit organizations. This is actually my first podcast, uh, Network 614, and I want to introduce you to a very dear friend of mine, Michelle Brandt who owns Brant Roberts Galleries. Michelle and I go back 27 years. Um, I was on bed rest with twins, put an ad in the Lantern at Ohio State University, and was able to um, hire Michelle to actually take care of Wes. And then when the twins were born, uh, she was able to help me uh, take care of all three of those children during that time. So, uh, Gosh, Michelle, it has been a long friendship. It's been a long time. Um, yes, thank you for having me, Kelly. And um, yeah, I met you when I was a student, and we've certainly um, we have certainly had uh, many experiences together over the last few decades. Right, we've seen each other children grow up and yes. have babies and and joyful moments and challenging moments, and certainly it's been really wonderful to see you grow as a as a very successful real estate agent in our in our community and 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 for my business to grow as well but I think what's really wonderful about both of us is that we're pretty community oriented and I think that you do a lot of work um, with your community and outside of your um, real estate career and hopefully I am doing the same thing um and I think we'll talk about that a little bit today. We will. Uh, yeah. And you are. Yeah. <laughs> I already know that about you. <laughs> so um, my first question is, what led you to pursue a career in the field of art? Uh, I didn't really know what else I... No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think, uh, you know, I've told you this before. I, I don't remember a time in my life when I, I didn't love art. I really cannot remember as a child not loving art. And some of that was, I was very fortunate to have strong uh, public school art teachers and both elementary, middle and high school. And by the time I got to high school, I had a teacher, I wasn't particularly exposed to a lot of fine art at, at home. Um, my parents were certainly supportive of my artistic endeavors, but uh, I had a teacher who actually started taking me to museums and I started to understand the larger sort of um, art ecosystem, if you will, and so decided to study art history at Ohio State and then actually switched my major to art education and did my undergraduate and graduate work there and then made my way down to Charleston, South Carolina and was a public school art teacher there for several years and really didn't know anything about what galleries did, and I was very fortunate to have a good friend who worked for um, a gallery in Charleston, and I would go see her on the weekends and really loved what she was doing. She was working with artists, she was working with clients, and because I come from a pretty strong line of entrepreneurs, it I, I would just kind of became fascinated with with gallery work and was hired by you know decided to leave my teaching job, my safe teaching job, and and started working for a gallery in Charleston, South Carolina, where I kind of cut my teeth and learned a lot about the business there. And then came back to Columbus in 2002 and worked for two Columbus galleries here before launching Brant Roberts in 2010. Well, you've maintained 
a wonderful gallery here. Thank you. No doubt about it. And I think um, you and I are truly both visual human beings. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that we experience the world visually, which is a wonderful place to be. And so whether that's the way that light is being cast on a building or whether that's looking at a, a major work of architecture around the world or whether that's experience of, experience of painting or a public piece of art on the street, I think that uh, you and I both experience the world that way. And, and again, th that's sort of what's been most fascinating to me to work with artists is that they even experience that 10 times the level that I do, right? And so they see the world differently. They, they're very sensitive to the world. And I think that's why they're able to do what they do. I think that's interesting because I see that in the field of art, but I also see it in areas like um, music mm -hmm. and um, people who perform on stage. Sure. Um, they're they're more compassionate. Mm -hmm. I think their feelings kind of come mm -hmm. out, which is fascinating to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the arts in general, um, they they do kind of come place, oftentimes come from a place of empathy, right? And so there are a lot of caring artists in the world, and um, there are probably some uncaring artists in the world as well, but uh, I think that they, um, they're able to, to really show the world in a way that we don't, we don't experience every day. They're able to do that with their creative expression. I agree. You know, it's interesting because I've traveled so mm -hmm. much of the world and visited different places, whether it be architecture, um, for instance, going to Barcelona and visiting uh, Sagrada Familia, which was created by Gaudi, mm -hmm. and visiting some of the architectural works that he created was fascinating um going to paris and visiting the louvre mm -hmm. and seeing mona lisa um going to amsterdam and seeing um, van gogh's work mm -hmm. all these different places that i visited it's been um there's just something heartfelt about sure. it sure yeah and it's and you were very fortunate in that our communities around the world, for the most part, have embraced uh, those kinds of things. So we we put value on um, on our, we put value on Van Gogh's work, right? Or we put value on on Gaudi's architecture, or we put value on um, Christopher Burke's work. You know, a Columbus-based painter, and so uh, we're very fortunate in that we we get to engage with these different forms of art. So whether it be architecture or visual art or performing arts um, or culinary arts, frankly, um, we get to engage with that. And I think that's kind of like, that's kind of like our lifeblood, right? So if we, if we just like went about our day every day and just went to work and we didn't really experience other things, it just would be kind of boring. I completely <laughs> agree with you. Even in the field of real estate, if you go into somebody's home and you recognize a 
gorgeous piece of artwork or you see um, the interior design space Mm -hmm. of a particular room, it's very fascinating to me, which I appreciate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, we're very fortunate too, particularly in Columbus where we've elevated our public art uh, in, in the community that if folks don't have an opportunity to go and see, you know, the most famous works of art that they can walk down their street, right, and see a great mural or, or um, see a great sculpture in their own communities, and that's just as vital, right? I love mm-hmm. that. So um, right now you're featuring Christopher Burke's work, and I'd like you to describe um, what he's created here at the gallery because it, it actually is very interesting. Yeah, so Christopher Burke is a celebrated um, Columbus-based artist, although he shows around the country, and he's he's received some major national accolades. Um, a a um, Jackson Pollock Lee Krasner um, Foundation grant. Um, he'll be painting in Connecticut at the Joseph and Annie Albers Foundation. Uh, he leaves in a couple of days to go out to um, Healdsburg, California, which is north of Napa, and he's doing a residency there. So we're really proud of him. Um, the current body of work that we have at the gallery is called Quiet Settling. And um, Christopher had a friend who sent him images from an Icelandic uh, volcanic eruption in 1973. And he was really fascinated by those images. Uh, they are... Um, they're houses that are sort of engulfed in volcanic ash, and then they're set up against these very ethereal, um, hazy blue hills and sky. And the the scenes are pretty heavy in that they're, you know, they're obviously dis- destruction, but he has a really fascinating and beautiful way of calming the scene down. And um, he does that with both palette choices, color palette choices. He does that by creating the ash is very velvety. And so um, the houses for him are somewhat symbolic of familial kinds of um, ideas. And so the fact that they're cradled or um, swaddled in this velvety ash is probably not a coincidence. Um, But He's fascinating in that his technical skills are incredible. And, and then conceptually, he, de- he develops these ideas, which do make me pause sometimes. Um, but when you work with artists, you, you have relationships with them. And you, at the end of the day, you trust that what they're creating is coming really from a deep place within them. And so you, you just trust that. And we were really fortunate to see this new body of work from him. Yeah, he does. um, I own a piece of his work. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also purchased Cody Heichel's Mm -hmm. work, um, Richard Lalash, Jackie Delaney. um, Caitlin Cartwright. Caitlin Cartwright. Mm -hmm. And the other painter. um, Grant Gilsdorf. Yes. Grant Mm -hmm. Gilsdorf. Mm -hmm. That's an exceptional yes, that piece is an of exception. work yes. in my living room, yes, which I totally love. <laughs> so I, I think you do represent a wonderful body of work mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, we have about 25 artists on our roster. Some of them are Ohio-based. Some of them are not. Um, we have a little bit of a variety. You know, we, we 
delve into sort of non-objective or abstract works. And then we have some figurative um, work. We we show a diverse group of artists from different backgrounds and different genders, which is important to us that we're kind of showing um, a, uh, a wide variety of what folks are doing. And, um, you know, some of them are a little bit more straightforward, so they may be a landscape or a still life, and some of them are a little bit more conceptual and ideas where um, even even um, Christopher's work is is while it's somewhat autobiographical, there is always, with his work, there always is this notion of man versus nature. Um, there is the, um, there's a little bit of an underbelly of um, climate change. And so he he does delve in, a lot of my artists actually delve into some social narratives. They're not particularly overt. They won't hit you over the head with it, but they but they are there. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, well, Bernard Palchuk mm -hmm. is exceptional. Um, you I just agree. represent a lot of very good artists. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, some of that is finding them or them finding us and then working with them over the years and, and visiting studios and, um, being a sounding board for some of them, they appreciate you know them running ideas by me. Certainly, I, I don't dictate what they paint, but like if they have a if they have an idea for a body of work, we might discuss it, or I'll be in the studio and sometimes I critique, and um, that's not something that they always love. But um, I agree. You know, I like Jackie Delaney's work yes. as well. Do you want to describe? Yeah, Jackie's great. So Jackie does these. Um, glass cubes that are really fascinating and she's making molds out of bubble wrap and then she's sort of um, uh, cold casting them into a cube and so she uses this radiant glass which is just intense color and really saturated color so when you look at it it just gleams uh, whether it be you know violet or sort of a fiery orange and if you knew Jackie uh, she's got a great sense of humor, but she also, I think, with the bubble wrap is two things. There's a little bit of a that underbelly of there's too much plastic in the world kind of thing. Um, but also she's toying with you a little bit in that bubble wrap is something that you want to touch and pop and something kids want to play with. But she's using it in her glass pieces. And so you don't really want to touch glass, nor do you want to touch glass art. And so she toys with you in that way a little bit. Yeah, I think, and Jim actually uh, had her as a teacher yeah. at Columbus College of Art and Design, and I know she liked Jim yeah. very much, so maybe this holiday season yes. we'll take a glass-blowing class with her <laughs> and our two sons, which would be really fun. would be fun. I know. So I know that you are a dedicated leader and an advocate within the arts community. Can you describe how this impacts our city and our community? Yeah, I think Columbus is very, very fortunate to have many um, community advocates and, and arts advocates. And for me, for whatever reason, uh, it's been important for me to not only run a gallery, but to, to be community-minded. I know that's important for you and your business as well, and that just makes our whole city grow And, and when we have folks like that. And um, 
it's a very welcoming city as well. I think if you want to be involved with a committee, it's very easy to be involved in the city of Columbus. Um, I've served on the Short North Board of Directors for six years. I was their public arts chair for some time. I uh, currently serve on the James Cancer Center Hospital. They have a, a gallery there, and I serve on their steering committee. I've worked with the Columbus City School District, um, worked with 12 artists during COVID to put a Color Me Columbus book together for several thousand children. And so I think if we all really... You know, the the arts are really should be accessible for everyone, and not everyone's going to be able to come into the gallery and and spend $4,000 on a painting. And so I, I, I guess it's it's important to me that not only do I do this, um, but there are other um, endeavors that I do around the city that sort of uplift artists and our arts community in general. I agree. I actually, um, well, Margaret Clorn, who's an art teacher in the Upper Arlington Schools, um, she, I actually connected with her for the Art for Columbus mm -hmm. coloring book. And we sponsored that through the Upper Arlington Education Foundation, yes. and it was provided to third grade students yes. in Upper Arlington. So that was, um, and that was a good connection through Carol Beckerley. Yes. Uh, who's who you put me in touch with. Yeah, yeah. who yeah. serves on the and Columbus that really School was Board. That really was came out of, of COVID, actually. Um, you, you know, the governor had shut the gallery down, and, and I just didn't know what to do with myself and the energy. And it's not like it, it's not like you've shared artwork with people for 20 years. It just doesn't stop. You know, you just don't, like, turn on the turn off the off button. And so as I was figuring out what we were going to do, it, it wasn't it – was, it was designed so that kids did have something to do at home. But also on the back of that cover were the – the original artworks and the picture of the artist. And I wanted these students to understand that there were successful working artists in their own community from a diverse um, group of, you know, backgrounds. And so, you know, my hope is that perhaps there was even just a handful of kids who got that coloring book and looked on the back of it at some point and thought, oh, these people are right from my community. And you know, may spur them at some point. Because for me, you know, I, I did have supportive parents of, uh, they didn't always know what to do with my artistic um, pursuits, but I was very fortunate to have uh, others around me, particularly teachers who kind of propelled me into what I'm doing now. So you never know, you know, you never know what's going to propel a kid to kind of go to the next step. I agree. And obviously, it's a work that you, you did pursue. And um, your gallery really is exceptional. Thank you. Now, you have an event coming up in November, and then you're also working with other galleries uh, for an event toward the end of, well, will it be next spring? Yeah, next spring. So our newest exhibition will open in a couple of weeks called There's No Place Like Home, and that's about 10 Ohio artists in sort of their interpretation of the city, or excuse me, of the state. So... Some of them will be pretty straightforward landscapes. Some of them are a little bit more interpretable as to how they, you know, express living in Ohio or, or living in Ohio at some point. And so we're excited about that exhibition. That will hang actually through Christmas. So it'll hang a little bit longer than a lot of our exhibitions do. But um, speaking of collaborations, I've always loved doing collaborations with just d different folks around the city, but also um, 
like-minded people, like creatives. And so I'm partnering with a friend um, named Yogi, and um, we brought this idea to all of the galleries to do a fashion art sort of alliance. And that will culminate in May of 2022, where we're pairing a visual artist from each gallery and a fashion designer and showing both of their work simultaneously, but also um, having them work on a collaborative project together. Ah, that would be, I would be happy to be a sponsor of okay. that actually. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Please. I'm happy to step yeah. up and I can invite people Thank to you. attend, which yes. would be lovely. So um, is there anything else that you basically want to share? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we wouldn't be, I wouldn't be in this, uh, community or in this position to have a gallery without, uh, the fantastic artist that I work with. Like the, there is no Brant Roberts without the artist. Right. But also, um, very, very, very happy, uh, that we have just an amazing collector base. Right. So these artists, um, can't necessarily do what they do if, you know, folks aren't supporting them. And sometimes that support might be coming in and collecting a piece. Sometimes that support is coming to an opening and you may not be able to go home with a piece and that's okay too, right? So artists um, generally need support in lots of different ways. And so I'm very, very, very fortunate at the gallery that we've developed um, folks who come out and support our artists. I know you do. Mark Gingrich, you just represent so many good artists. Thank you. And so I appreciate that. And you actually have been a wonderful friend. You are basically part of my family. Thank you. And I love supporting you. (laughs) Well, thank you. And yeah, I look forward to many more events here at Brant Roberts Galleries. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Um, And and, uh, I feel really blessed that you're in my life and that um, I I know that we'll have many years ahead of us. <laughs> we definitely will. Okay. All right. Thank you. You are most welcome. Okay. <laughs>